this is Russ Hackman coming up next on the Wall Street Sweeper. Interest rates have been rising again this year, contrary to most expectations. Tech stocks have been supporting the market, but can that continue? We're going to talk about the risk of an unpleasant surprise in the markets. It all starts now. And now, the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, sweeping away the clutter in your financial life from their offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. This is the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman is the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ and the team, Clear Hair, Jack Young, also a part of the show, and they will would love to talk to you about giving you a clear picture of your financial life. Russ Hackman, 25 years in the financial industry. Russ, Clear, Jack, and the team navigating people people to and through retirement. And Russ also shares his uh, wisdom from and experiences from his early years on Wall Street trading desks and gives you, Russ, you give us an update on the markets, what's going on, the overall economy. That's a great way to start the show each week. We try to read the tea leaves around here, Dave, and the purpose of it is not, you know, to be making short term decisions, but it is, you know, obviously interesting to talk about what's going on, the trends, what surprises we might be facing. And so far in the last uh, week or two, we've had this sort of shift in, uh, you know, kind of outlook and sentiment on the market. We had entered this year. Remember the Santa Claus rally yeah. right? in December? We had the Santa Claus rally. Then we had a reasonably strong start to the year. And now you're seeing the markets bounce around a decent amount. This quote, and I think you know who it's by, I always forget, Dave, but the uh, the quote is, uh, it's not what you, wait, I'm going to get it right here. It's not what you don't know that hurts you, it's what you know for sure that does. Who said that? It, it was Mark Twain, and uh, and his he took some license with his grammar here. He said, it ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble, it's what you know for sure that just ain't so. <laughs> That's a better way of putting it. But isn't that true, right? And yes. so, you know, the analogy to this year is, okay, we're going into this year, inflation's coming down, there's going to be a soft landing in the economy, interest rates are going to get cut, the equity market's going to take off. And, you know, we don't know that it's not true, but you know, there's something interfering with the narrative now, which is that you've started to hear and seen some actual inflation data that it's like, oh, inflation, it's not going in a hurry to 2%, which is where the Fed wants it. It's at around 4%, and it's been sticky there. And why do we care? Well, that interferes with that narrative about interest rates coming down. Maybe interest rates cut are, are going to be... Uh, interest rates cuts are going to be much longer to get here. Cutting interest rates generally supportive of the stock market, right? Supportive of the bond market, too. So you've seen some stock market volatility. You've seen bond funds, which our regular listeners know we don't like. And bond funds are down again this year. Some of them are down several percentage points. So if you're out there and you have your traditional big box portfolio, of stock mutual funds and bond mutual funds or stock exchange traded funds and bond exchange traded funds or whatever, you know, you've been uh, taking some hits again on that bond side. So there's better places to have your lower risk money. That's one of the common th themes that we talk about. But again, back to the 
So, okay, we're what you what you don't know for sure. Give it to me again, Dave. What you don't uh, know for sure. Uh, uh, it's the uh, it ain't what you it ain't what you don't know that gets you in trouble. It's what you know for sure that just well, ain't so. <laughs> well, right, and so it's like okay, we knew for sure that interest rates were going to be cut earlier this year. It's like uh oh, right, and so yeah. that's um, is there the possibility, by the way, that that Fed has to hike rates? That would be a real train wreck. And I'm not mm. trying to do like the chicken little routine around here. Right. Um, you know, there's this there's this proverb. Maybe you can maybe you can look up, Dave, who said this. Cause I, I actually I saw, checked so. that. You were telling me about it. I can't pinpoint it uh, to oh, okay. any particular proverb. So the the proverb is the art is not in making money, but in keeping it. Right. It sounds like Warren Buffett's. <laughs> well, it's good. Yeah, that could be a Warren Buffettism. And, uh, you know, the other one we use sometimes or that, that I like is um, from Andy Grove, the old uh, legendary chairman of Intel, who said only the paranoid survive. Right. It's true too. So, so listen, the, the art to successful investing, successful long term planning is about planning for long term growth in the markets, because that usually is what happens. But making sure your risk is right and making sure you have a plan to survive the next Category 5 storm. If you don't have a plan to survive the next Category 5 storm, you should come in and talk to us. People, you know, I've been seeing people and our team has been seeing people all around Boston again this year, like every year. And um, always so much fun to meet so many new people. Uh, Let's offer the opportunity, Dave, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement that chance to come in and see us for a complimentary second opinion and financial plan. Yeah, it's complimentary. It's no obligation. 617-674-2000 to the next five. 617-674-2000. And you'll be meeting at uh, the one of the offices convenient to you around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. 617-674-2000. And coming up, we'll welcome Claire here into the studio. She's the Senior Vice President and Partner at Hackman Wealth. the clutter of wall street it is the wall street sweeper and we're back into it learning how the great team at hackman wealth partners can work with you and helping give you a clearer picture of your financial life russ is going to be back on the show of course but we welcome now senior vice president and partner claire here claire i hope you're doing well and it's great to talk to you again yes yeah, great to talk to you also i'm doing fine thank you good good and uh you know you share with us how you work with people and uh, the concerns, the challenges, they're many and they're varied. That's just the nature of the beast here and helping people get right in their financial lives. But we're actually going to focus a little bit on estate planning. And you were talking about someone who had come to you uh, with overall estate planning concerns. And also uh, they had some stock certificates they wanted you to look through as well. Yeah, so we again, we do help people um, with their estate planning, and people do come in with you know many different questions about that and whether they've inherited assets, perhaps from their parents or someone else. And I did have a client that recently visited, and she came in with a folder, and she had sort of the old school sort of stock certificates. And so in the old days, you did have physical uh, evidence of owning a share, for yeah. instance, in a company. And, you know, many people had those. And, you know, today we have this electronic system. And again, it's very different. 
but do, you know, then they're always wondering, you know, is this, is this, does a share have value still? Have I, you know, redeposited it or do I need to redeposit it into a new account? So we were going through the motions with her and there's something called computer share. And it's a company that provides stock registration and transfer services to companies that are listed on the stock markets. And also they offer technology services for stock exchanges and they do an investor service component as well. And that's one of the places you can go to that you can find and track usually using your social security number or the stock certificate number and find out if this, in fact, if there's a stock certificate, if it in fact is still on the books or has it been transferred. So it's something that, you know, we offer as a service for people that have these situations. And again, it's kind of, a, you know, it can be a very tedious process where you have to go through and identify all the different things. And sometimes you find that they have a certificate of a certain bank, for instance, or a financial institution, and they've been purchased and bought and folded in, you know, several times forward. So they may have a situation where they have a stock certificate that is labeled Manufacturers Hanover, for instance, and that's a bank that was around a long time ago. And that's, you know, since then many acquisitions going forward might now be Bank of America. So we can help sort of trace back the origins of these certificates and help them figure out exactly what happened to the money. So, you know, again, this is just an estate planning sort of exercise. Um, and it's important for people to get these papers, you know, in order so they can make sure that they are passing on to their beneficiaries, you know, all the things that are, are due them. Well, that makes sense because I'm sure they want to pass these on uh, as confusion-free as possible. And I can imagine with all the mergers that go on that uh, it, there could be a, probably a lot of cases of what you just cited. Yes, definitely. And, and usually in most cases, we do find that at some point, the money may have been transferred to one of their you know, current Fidelity accounts or Schwab accounts, and we're able to trace that and see that, you know, in fact, the exact number of shares that they had in the certificate are now in their account, their new accounts. How old were they? How long has it been since someone put stock certificates? <laughs> well, this person was close to, I would say, 80 years old. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't again, mean to ask their age, but how old were the stock no, no, certificates? No, no, no. Well, yeah, so that takes you back to how old were the stock certificates. So, yeah. you know, it could be a good 50, 60 years. Oh, okay. So what uh, what other areas of uh, concern did she have in, in estate planning? Right. So this client had um, one son and she also had a brother who was a beneficiary on most of her accounts, but she found out that her brother recently had you know, contracted um, dementia. So she was worried about keeping him as a beneficiary. So we did alter some of these um, beneficiaries to make it you know, more reflective of what her current wishes were. So there is a, you know, a whole process we go through with our clients, not only helping them you know, go back and locate like lost accounts or lost certificates, but also helping them to make sure that they have the correct beneficiaries in place and that they have, of course, an executor that can manage debts and distribute the remaining assets. And in case of any type of, you know, a financial power of attorney, uh, we want to make sure they have a healthcare power of attorney and a will as you know, a minimum. Mm-hmm. And then if there's ways that we can, you know, further assist them in setting up trust or help them, identify what's necessary to go into their trust will help them with that as well. And what you can pass down to your loved ones uh, asset wise, what are good strategies to help make sure that they don't face a big tax impact? Yeah. So we know that, you know, the estate tax is a charge on substantial property transfers at the time of death. So as of 2024, the federal exemption on that is 
13.6 million per person. So that's pretty generous. So it's generally not affecting most people because most people aren't leaving properties of that type, but of that amount. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, there are 17 states in the District of Columbia and they impose estate or inheritance taxes with considerably lower thresholds. So for instance, Oregon taxes estates beginning at 1 million and Massachusetts starts at 2 million. So there can be a state that you live in that has a much lower exemption. So we have to make sure that you know you have those assets in order. And you know the whole idea, again, is to try to create more tax-efficient assets as you get older. And that means trying to you know, pay some of your taxes up front. And the ideal situation is to leave your assets to your heirs in an after-tax state. And that means that they won't have to pay taxes on what they inherit. You've also, uh, just to quickly, you, you mentioned the, the client with a, a brother with dementia, and I know that there are cases where it may uh, be beneficial to look at a trust where you can actually put some directives in there. Correct. And then, then the, we will, you always have to comply by whatever, um, you know, when the grantor sets up the trust, whatever their specifications are. And that's why usually you see people when they're younger setting up revocable trusts so they can be changed irrevocable trust cannot be. So there's usually some time that passes before people will consider setting up irrevocable trust. Estate planning, it's its just one part of uh, retirement considerations uh, that you need to, you know, what you need to take into account if you're near retirement. And I know that at Hackman Wealth Partners, I mean, they're in the financial industry, in the arena, but helping navigate people to and through retirement. And it can start with that comprehensive review that you can schedule with Clear and the team now at no cost and no obligation. Yeah, so we'd like to extend to you an offer if you have over $500,000 in assets, not including your home. Please give us a call, and we'd be happy to give you a complimentary consultation in one of our offices. And that is easily scheduled with a call to 617-674-2000 a comprehensive review about you and your financial life and helping you get a clear picture of your financial life well it is the wall street sweeper great to talk to you clear look forward to the next time we get together and straight ahead russ is back in the studio the season to talk taxes. We're going to talk about good tax strategies in this segment of the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners and a great team you'd be working with or you will be working with if you call in and schedule. That includes uh, familiar voices on the show, Jack Young and Clear Hair as well. Uh, Russ, before we get into this uh, big milestone birthday for your son very soon and my daughter coming up soon too, the big 21. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, my son, uh, Duncan, just uh, turned 21. Oh, it's he like, has turned it. Okay. Yeah, he, he he just has. And, you know, you hear, you hear kids doing, like, dumb things, like 21 shots on their 21st birthday. I'm like, don't do anything Dangerous. stupid, <laughs> right? So yeah. he lived through his 21st birthday, so that's good. good. And um, you know, it's like, well, it's your first drink, right? I mean, he's at UCLA, right? It's his, <laughs> his, his 5,000th beer, probably. But in any fact, you know, when I went to Georgetown back in the day, uh, yeah, we we uh, we drank our fair share of low grade beer. Yeah, I was eighteen <laughs> for that back. Well, I know for me back then it was eighteen when I turned. 18. I was right on the edge of it being twenty one. Oh, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. 
Well, taxes. I know people are thinking about taxes. What about if you're in retirement or near retirement? I mean, how does it work with taxes in retirement? Speaking of which, I, I remember we were totally distraught when I was at Georgetown and they instituted the like five cents a can thing because oh. it really... Because <laughs> the low-grade beer we drank was so cheap that that really made a big percentage a, difference in the big price. difference on the beast, right? <laughs> yeah, Milwaukee's best, right? That's any, right. Any listeners out there? Uh, yeah, anyway. So taxes, yeah, we are getting into tax time, so we'll be talking about that more. And uh, we got a few questions here, and... Uh, you know, we'll continue to kind of get back to some of these, but uh, hit me with some of those questions, Dave. Well, I, so let's look at Social Security. I mean, it's something we paid taxes on all our life. How does it work with Social Security with taxation? Most people will pay taxes on Social Security. Uh, there's some states that uh, do exempt it, but not so many. Uh, from, from a federal perspective, they count most of your Social Security for almost all people except low-income people as earnings, right? So mm -hmm. you can count on being taxed on that. And then also, of course, they're going to hit you with the Medicare premiums. Uh, by the way, one of the things we also talk about is this hidden tax called IRMA, or if you make too much, they, they jack up your Medicare premiums. And mm -hmm. taking IRMA into account is, you know, one of the things we, we, we work on. But... Uh, yeah, generally speaking, you're going to pay taxes on that Social Security. You're going to pay taxes on taking money out of your 401k. You're going to pay taxes on, you know, interest and dividends. You know, if there's anything that you got to conclude in this life is you're going to pay taxes, right? You are. What about pensions? Yes, yeah, some most pensions are fully taxable. There are rare exemptions, right? But yeah, almost all pensions are fully taxable. And some people who, in the public sector, who have great pensions, sometimes, again, the government gets you by saying, okay, you have a great pension, so they're actually going to penalize your Social Security. Mm. Right? That, that really impacts mostly state employees, in mm -hmm. particular, like teachers. We see that. On the other hand, they tend to have pretty good pensions. Uh, we've got a lot of teachers. We've got a lot of... Nurses, doctors, a lot of people who work for, um, you know, in the, the public and private sector that have different sort of pension rules. So and then there's questions around lump sums and, um, you know, do you take a lump sum or do you take your pension? You know, very, very interesting questions around, um, you know, income planning uh, when you talk about pensions and all that. You know, the foundation of good financial plan is, you know, I always say job number one is where's my money coming from if I'm lucky enough to still be alive at age 95, right? No right. matter what, basically. That's the number one job of financial planning. And we answer that question. And, you know, most people need the answer to that question, even if they got a good amount of money, because retirement can last so long. So let's offer another opportunity, Dave, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. That chance to come see us for a second opinion and complimentary financial plan. And to schedule, 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Coming up, Russ takes questions from listeners.
helping you get a clear picture of your financial life on this show and especially when you get in front of Russ Hackman and the team at Hackman Wealth Partners, Russ president of the firm, and we're back into the Wall Street sweeper. Russ on our staff, Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy Paradis uh, does a great job putting together some features for the show. So I, I'm interested to get your take on this. She uh, fortunately, thank goodness, did not use from the movie Wall Street the overplayed greed is good. But <laughs> let, let's get into what Chrissy put together. I'm Chrissy Paradis. Today we are going to take a look at a few iconic cinematic examples of what happens or what doesn't happen on Wall Street. With us to do it all, as always, the Wall Street sweeper himself, Russ Hackman, with 25 years of experience. Starting off with Wall Street, it went down in 1987, featuring Michael Douglas, who plays Gordon Gecko. In this interaction with Charlie Sheen, things get a little dicey. So tell me, Gordon, how much is enough? Not a question of enough, pal. Zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Money itself isn't lost or made. It's simply uh, transferred from one perception to another. Interested to get your take on that. And by the way, she has one on the Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if we'll have time for that. But, yeah, it's just transferred, Russ. Your thoughts? <laughs> you know, Gordon Gecko from that movie, if you know, folks are remembering from way back when. It was it's just a, a great period piece, right? Yeah. And I think it's an Oliver Stone movie, right? I read an interview from Oliver Stone that was really interesting because his intention for the movie, apparently, was that it was a cautionary tale. It was sort of like, be careful of Wall Street, right? Mm-hmm. But because they made it kind of so cool, at least like Gordon Gecko, Michael Douglas was so <laughs> right. cool that actually people people just love the movie not not because it was a cautionary tale, but they got <laughs> they thought it sort of idolized Glamorous. Wall Street, glamorized yeah. Wall Street in a yeah. way. So I thought that was interesting. And Oliver Stone apparently was kind of lamenting that he's like, "Well, it's like it's supposed to be <laughs> backfired on me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gets a bunch of people who want to dress up like Michael Douglas with the suspenders and the slick back hair. Uh, right? Oh yeah. But it does show you that, you know, if he's talking about here, like, you know, it's a zero-sum game, that is fairly true of short-term trading. And so, you know, when, when f- you hear people talk about stock picking or this stock or that stock, you know, almost always uh, short-term trading does not work. And in some ways, that is a zero-sum game. On the other hand, Long-term investing, like long-term investing in particular in the stock market, in the market indices, again, not trying to pick stocks, systematically, you look back, you know, a couple hundred years and the stock market goes up 8 to 10% a year on average. And the reason for that is it's not a zero-sum game because you're owning pieces of companies uh, mostly American companies where people are going to work every day and they're generating profits. And if you're an owner of that, that makes it not a zero-sum gain. So that's why we're always talking about long-term planning. It's interesting to talk about the short-term, but to plan for the long-term. Let's see. You got another quote there? Nobody. I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. Least of all stockbrokers. All right, all right, all right. What are your thoughts on that, Russ? Oh, that's a sneaky <laughs> reference to another Matthew McConaughey movie. Which one just, is What's that called again? You know, I, I, I can't remember oh, what that's from. it's just one of from. his first movies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but he well, sounds cool, whatever he says. i got to give it to him. He is. He's a pretty cool guy, right? Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a sort of linking to the previous point, which is that, you know, all this excitement around this stock or that stock over the long term, almost nobody is good at picking individual stocks. And that also means if you look in your portfolio, and in particular, if you have a big box firm portfolio and you see that you have stock mutual funds, you need to get an X-ray, what we call portfolio X-ray done on those funds. Very often you see, well, gee, there's a, there's a fund manager and the fees inside of that fund might be half a percent or a full percent. And if you look over the long term, that person isn't really beating the market, so why mm. are you paying them? better off to be in index funds or very low cost funds. So that portfolio x-ray is part of what we talk about and do for you when you come in and see us. And let's offer that opportunity, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. That portfolio x-ray, it's part of that comprehensive review. No cost, no obligation. Next five. 617-674-2000. Listener questions straight ahead. portion of the show, Russ Hackman answering listener questions on the Wall Street Sweeper. How do you get a question in to the president of Hackman Wealth Partners to answer on this show? That's easy enough. The website is hackmanwealth.com. Click the radio tab where you can also hear the podcast and be linked to that. That's hackmanwealth.com. Click the radio tab. We start out with Megan and the first one. All of my friends say that you need at least $1.5 million saved to retire comfortably these days, but I only have about half of that, so I'm a little worried about retiring next year. I'm 65 right now. Should I keep working into my 70s? Interesting question. Well, one and a half million dollars is, you know, a pretty solid number, uh, you know, in most places, even in the Northeast. But again, we're talking about retirements that can last, you know, 30, 40 years. So oh, it's yeah. all about, you know, what do you do with the money? How do you get it to grow safely and consistently? And so, you know, Megan's saying, well, gee, I only have, you know, $750,000 or more. As to whether that's adequate for you or not, it very much depends on do you have pensions? Do you have other sources of incomes? Is your house fully paid for? What's your cost of living? What are your spending habits? And so, you know, folks have heard me give these, um, you know, stories periodically where, you know, part of what we do is for people who are not yet retired, you know, we work with people who are already retired or not yet retired and for people who aren't retired the question is when can i retire and i really like that because it is really life-changing the planning right so if you do the right kind of planning and you see like okay here's what a comfortable relatively low risk in terms of risk in your financial portfolio looks like if you retire this year next year two years three years it is really um sort of liberating and more often than not when people come when people come in to see us we're able to tell them and and very often folks are surprised that hey you're actually in pretty good shape you should be worrying a bit less and that is a that can be a real game changer mm -hmm. there's a real difference between you know knowing you could retire versus being kind of fearful and being like hey or 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 anxious because you Absolutely. don't really know if you can afford to retire 
And then if you if you really you know get comfortable with a good plan and knowing that you can afford to retire, then there's a big difference in how you walk to work, right? Or drive to work, mm-hmm. right? Big difference between you know going to work because you want to go to work, or this, or going to work because you have to go to work, right? Right. <laughs> I can it's, change the. It's a huge difference. I can change the degree of uh, you know pep in your step, as they say, right? It- yeah, I like the pet, and, and what yeah, knowing can give you, and worry free as pos- much as possible can give put that pep in your step, <laughs> right? Okay. You know, and but I, you know, it's it's so, uh, you know, we we love working with everybody. For me, it's so fun though to plan retirement, then see somebody retire, and and uh, you know be comfortable that they're going to be okay. And you know, some people have a more worrying disposition than others, and. You know, for all of those people, um, you know, we work with them and we, we kind of hold their hands through through retirement. And, they, and again, and, and for people with, you know, more than enough money where they're not really worried about, um, you know, can I afford to retire? It's, you know, you know, is the government going to tax me into oblivion? Like, you know, how I'm going to how right. am I going to manage that? And that's 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 part of the process as well. Uh, what do you got next, Dave, as a question? You talked about working with people pre-retirement and in retirement. Here's George. I'm well into retirement age, although still working. And I have my nest egg of about $1.2 million invested entirely in stocks. I am getting worried about the future of the economy and the market. Should I transfer everything to a safer environment or an investment? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't transfer everything, but you know, you certainly don't want to have unless you got ten million dollars or more. I don't think you want. Right. And even if you do, you, I don't think you want all your money in stocks, right? I mean, again, we mm. we talk about looking at history. You know, we don't know when or if it's going to happen, but you look at history. You never got to wait more than twenty years for the market to drop in half, yeah. right? It's just a fact. So it's going to happen sometime. In the next 20 years, it might happen in the next five years. It might be 12 years from now. I don't know. But a big part of the right kind of planning is, uh, you know, knowing that your exposure to the market dropping in half is controlled. Right. So for most people, to me, that means, you know, I want most of our retired folks to have no more than 50 percent of their money in stocks particularly when there's really good, you know, we talk about these principle protected or or risk controlled alternatives where I can, and there's forms of low cost annuities that do this. There's security solutions like different kinds of exchange traded funds. There's a lot of different solutions. I don't want to go too far into the, the geek speak. So, uh, but the <laughs> idea is instead of having money that's outright in the market, can I have something that's going to earn a little bit less on average, but when the market gets hammered, I'm either completely principal protected or partially principal protected. There's more and more great alternatives like that that mean that, hey, I can, it's not have your cake and eat it too. You got to have some, you got to give up something to get some protection. But for most people, that's worth it. And you could still have, you know, 30% of your money in stocks, if you ask me. So, um, I don't know if we have time for one last question. Uh, so, let's, um, you know, again, 
it's it's great. We get so many submissions uh, every week in terms of the uh, questions coming in, and I'm sorry that we don't always get to them all in part because I I answer questions in a we, we can hold them though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I I rarely I rarely give a uh, short answer, right? Uh, well, that's but, actually uh, good, and and you, you can give as many details as you can in a broad sense on the show. You can actually get more specific when they meet with you. Yeah, it's great, and and you know I think sometimes you know the question out there is you know sometimes people just don't want to come in because they're like oh my god some financial advisor is gonna like give me the power cell on something, uh, but I really think it is incumbent on everyone to get a fresh opinion every few years on hey, what can I be doing differently? Or what should you be doing differently? And whether it's meeting with us or another financial advisor, I think there's almost nobody who's, you know, there's, I think there's hardly any situation you're going to walk out and be like, hey, that was a complete waste of time, right? right. You're always going to pick up, you know, people always pick up a bunch when they meet with us. And I think the thing, I'm sure they learn things from meeting with other people. And so, um, you know, take that opportunity to come in and see uh, us um, members of our team, uh, myself, Claire, and Jack. Uh, and we're going to offer that to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more that chance to come in and see us for a second opinion and complimentary view on what we would do if we were the captain of your ship. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. That is how you schedule into the next five. No cost, no obligation. Coming up, some suggestions to help you save even more and tax-free. Going to touch on taxes in a proactive sense in this segment of the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Russ, uh, Jack Young, Claire Hare, the, the team working with you and giving you a clear picture of your financial life. Well, uh, taxes, the Roth. Uh, now, this goes back to Senator William Roth, the, the namesake of the Roth. Uh, came from the Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997. He was a Republican senator from Delaware, now deceased. But now, Roth, uh, it, it took, right, Russ? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you give us the overall on the Roth? And I know there are two different types of Roth maneuvers. Well, the Roth account is something that you read so much about, but I think so few people really understand because mm -hmm. it's so confusing, like how you use them. But, yeah. you know, I refer to the Roth as kind of the holy grail of accounts, meaning that once your money is in the Roth, it grows tax free forever. Uh, you don't have any required minimum distributions and the income and everything coming out of a Roth account is tax-free, right? So it's like, that's like Nirvana, right? It's exciting as it gets in finance, right? I call it the crockpot of taxes because it cooks tax-free. It's like the crockpot when you set it all in there and, and then you come home at the end of the day, it smells so good in the house, you know? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I love that analogy because some crockpots, you know, I don't know. Anyway, we digress. But it does cook tax-free, though, either. It does cook tax free, you're right. And so the question is, well, gee, this is a great account. Like, how do I get money into it? And a lot of people we meet, uh, they have the question, which is, you know, aren't I too old to get money into to Roth accounts if I'm retired, if I'm close to retirement, even if I'm in my 50s? 
Uh, and no, you're not. Like you, th- We have people that are in their 70s that are putting money into Roth accounts. And it's uh-huh. like, what? what? What are you talking about? But so let's let's take a step back. How do I get as much money uh, as possible into a Roth account, right? That's the question because we know it's great once it's there. It grows tax-free forever. I can pass it to my kids tax-free. Mm-hmm. It can grow in their hands tax-free for 10 years, right? So that's all awesome. The question is how do I get money in it, which is which is very confusing to it's a lot of people. two ways, right? Right. Yeah, way number one is, and let's call it 1A and 1B, is while you're working, you can almost all um, – 401k plans, 403, et cetera, have you know, these workplace retirement plans now have the ability to contribute to Roth accounts. So if you are, uh, it's like, well, hold on a second. Why would I do that? Don't I pay taxes then now? Well, yeah, but you know, taxes have never been as low as they are right now, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Uh, income tax rates, federal income tax rates, at least. And if you're not in a very high tax bracket, you know, for married people, the 24% tax bracket goes up to like 300 and some odd thousand. It's a lot. So it's smart in many cases to pay your taxes now and let your money grow tax free. So, you know, 1A is in a, in a workplace Roth. One B is you can contribute just like in an IRA subject to income limits, but it's Mm -hmm. a small amount, seven ish thousand bucks a year. You can contribute while you're walking, while you're working rather into a um, um, just a a Roth account that you could open up at the likes of Fidelity or whatever. Uh, So those are the two ways. But it's it's hard to get a ton of money into Roth plans that way unless you're starting very young. And again, you know, I'm, I'm the person of many tangents, but that is great advice for your kids. Yes, it right? is. If you I've have to my daughter kids about it. in your 20s and 30s, they should be putting everything into the Roth 401k yep. unless they are in some stratospheric tax bracket, which is pretty rare when someone's in their 20s in their and 20s, 30s, right? especially, yeah. So, right. yeah, if you can I'm, say to my daughter who's 23, you know, um, you know, if you can if you can pay like a few hundred bucks uh, or even a few thousand dollars now in taxes and have this money grow tax free for the rest of your life, man, then do it right. Otherwise, you're gonna owe the government like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Later, and we don't know right? where tax rates are going in the future. Right, they're probably not going down down <laughs> seeing <laughs> exactly. as we're spending money like it's going <laughs> out of style right the other main way and this is most applicable to most folks listening on the show is what's called Roth conversions mm-hmm. and what that means is I have money in 401k plans I have money in IRAs and once I have money in an IRA I can move as much of it as I want in any year to a Roth by paying taxes on it this year and adding it to my income this year, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, you got to pay a toll to get into the Roth. It's paying your current, you know, so, and, and let's take an example, right? Let's say we have a, uh, you know, a married couple and their income is 
$150,000, right? Okay. Whether they're retired or they're working. And so therefore, that means that they're in the 22% tax bracket. The 22% tax bracket is 90-ish thousand to 190,000. So mm. let's say they're making 150 after deductions, let's say they're making, you know, 130. So $130,000 of income, I can voluntarily take $60,000 from an IRA, pay tax at 22% plus pay whatever state you live in move that into a Roth, I'm staying in the 22% bracket, and then that money's growing tax-free forever, and it's not subject to required minimum distributions, right? Mm -hmm. So that is the main way to get money into Roths in size. And then the question is, well, should I be doing that, right? And, um, and it's very facts and circumstances dependent. But when folks come in to see us, we do a tax liability estimate and we put together a tax reduction plan. That is, can I use Roths to influence the total amount of taxes I'm going to pay for the rest of my life and reduce that? Depends on your situation, but it can be done. It's pretty complex modeling, but we do it all as part of these complimentary plans and second opinions when folks come in. So we're going to give that opportunity. Come in and see us for that second opinion. Come in and see us for that tax liability estimate and complimentary tax reduction plan. Next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And it's available at no cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. And it is a comprehensive review, and it's going to be about you, a custom approach. And proactive tax strategies certainly will be part of that conversation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. We opened up with a bit of a cautionary note from Russ on the show today. So straight ahead, we'll talk to him about just how worried we should be. Wall Street Sweepers, our weekly get-together with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and the team, uh, Claire Hare and Jack Young, and they're ready to get with you and give you a clear picture of your financial life from the offices around Boston, downtown, Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. So, Russ, this is our weekly get-together on the Wall Street Sweeper, but you and Chrissy Paradis and I uh, have a lot of fun, and you get great information out every week uh, on a show we call Rock On Retirement. And that's on WZLX 100.7, Boston's classic rock or uh, sister station here. Uh, that's 7 o'clock Sunday mornings. Yeah, no, we've had a lot of fun doing that. It's sort of mixing, um, you know, our kind of content with uh, some music. Uh, but also it's different content than is on this show. So for your Wall Street Sweeper junkies, mm -hmm. you know, catch that one too yeah. on uh, WZLX, uh, WBZ sister station uh, 100.7. That's at 7 a.m. on Sundays. And you're going to catch some uh, good music as well. Yeah, well, yeah, you sponsor an hour commercial free after that, too. Yeah, that's station. right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, the question we were we were talking in the opening uh, and in bits and pieces like, OK, we're striking a little bit of a cautionary note here that maybe the narrative around 
hey, this is all going to be hunky-dory this year with inflation coming down and interest rates coming down and the equity market being strong, you know, we're, we're, we're striking maybe a cautionary note around that, or at least the markets have been striking a cautionary note. Mm-hmm. And if you actually look at kind of what's been going on beneath the wave, so to speak, you know, we've talked about the fact that the market has been very tech driven thus far. Now, if you look at, remember we talk about, Dave, the equal weighted S&P, which sort of yeah. evens out the impact of these huge like technology companies Mm -hmm. that's only up around one percent this year right wow we got bond index down two percent on the year we got major bond funds down five six percent because inflation is not sort of sailing gently away into this good night which you know we've been talking a little bit about it which is like well, why would it if like unemployment's at like 3.9%, right? It's not exactly like, hey, inflation's going to be coming down. So, you know, bottom line is we don't know how much to worry. But what we do know is that good risk management and good portfolio allocation decisions are a essential part of everyone's uh, life. At least that's the way we see it. Mm-hmm. And we offer those fresh perspectives when folks come in to see us. So as we wrap things up this week, one last opportunity, Dave, to offer next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for, for, for retirement, that chance to come in and see us. Complimentary second opinion, uh, complimentary financial plan, complimentary tax reduction report. And at one of the offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham, 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Thanks so much for being with us. Be with us next week. We're back, same time. Russ Hackman and the Wall Street Sweeper. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, BWA, a registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, Jack Young, and their guests on the radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, item 4, for additional information.